This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Stephanie Lawrence in the house, business credit coach. She's helping entrepreneurs go ahead and build business, go ahead and build credit for their businesses. She's helping you fund and grow using other people's money. I'm excited about this one because of where entrepreneurship is, where the black community is. Stephanie, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm beyond excited to be here. It's an honor. It is my mission to help educate the community. So I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, no, nah, I think, you know, I can already tell like this is going to be probably one of the most listened episodes just because of the fact that there's a lot of attention of, okay, I can start an LLC. If I push the right buttons and pull the right strings, I could end up with money in the account that I can then use to build my Airbnb, build my Turo, fund my e-commerce, fund my operations. So well, be, before we jump into all of that, tell us about how you, you came to be a uh, business credit coach and kind of like some of the more, you know, either entrepreneurial activities you were doing or kind of like what your, your roadmap. Sure, sure, sure. So I got into the industry 14 years ago, started back in 2007. And it all started with me trying to fix my own personal credit. You know, so I was one of those who were was trying to get approved for a home. Um, everyone was buying a home back then. So I was like, hey, why not me too? And so I tried to get approved for a home and my application came back denied. And I didn't understand why. I was like, you know, I told you guys I have a job and here are my pay stubs. I mean, what am I being denied for? And that's when I learned that I had a 535 credit score. Mm. Now at that time, I literally had no idea what credit was, no idea what it was about, no idea that that was the number that was getting in the way of me achieving my dream and trying to accomplish that goal. And so it was so devastating to me that I wanted to learn more. I was ready to really dive in to learn like what was getting in the way of me trying to accomplish this goal. And that's what I did. I, I started to research, you know, credit and what was you know on my credit and what was preventing me from being able to accomplish this goal with getting the loan because they were like you have to get a co-signer or you're gonna have to wait and that just didn't sit well with me not only that i did get a truck loan right mm -hmm. and so i was happy about that but little did i know that it was with a 24.5 interest rate i was just happy to hear approved uh -huh. you know and so so many people fall into that trap and then a year and a half later, I couldn't keep up with those payments because it was going all to interest. And eventually it was just too much to handle. So my truck got repoed. So those occurrences back to back was just like, okay, Stephanie, this is it. <laughs> I mean, you had enough. Let's really fix this. And that's what I did. And so not only did I research about credit I actually went to get trained. I invested into a coaching program with someone who had been in the industry for 23 years. I was wow. like, okay, if they've been in the industry this 
long, then, you know, they should be able to show me the roadmap and not just like YouTube University and Googlefree.com, right? I really needed to get the right tactics because when I followed those steps, I still wasn't getting results. So I decided to invest in myself and learn how to fix my credit and really get started in the business. And so I came home after the week of training and I implemented everything I learned, like literally right away. I didn't even unpack my suitcase. I went straight to the computer, started downloading the documents and really starting to implement what I learned and writing the letters to the credit bureaus. And within four months, I was able to raise my score 261 points. Yes. Yeah, so that was a huge, huge accomplishment. Not only did I focus on eliminating those negative items, I focused on rebuilding my credit and focused on making on-time payments and and just having, you know, reestablishing that trust with creditors that I could be responsible. And that was what really boosted my score, just rebuilding it and really paying attention to, you know, my payment strategies and things like that. And so um, I started to help friends and family, like, you know, what is it going to hurt? You know, you're either going to nope. say no or you're going to be in the same position. You know, it can't get any worse than that. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to try it out. And they were like, Steph, yo, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> this stuff is coming off my credit. We, we, what are you doing, girl? And so they were so excited. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really working. I'm helping my friends. I'm helping my family. And how happy they were. It let me know that I was so filled with joy that that was what I was meant to do. Like, Mm. That is what I wanted to do. And so I wanted to continue that. And even though I started to shift and make into a business or I created my business, I still didn't take it seriously, you know, because I was like, you know, who's really going to reach out to me and have me fix their credit? Nobody knows me. I'm nobody. And so I stuck with my nine to five and, you know, just treated it like a hobby. If somebody asked, I was like, sure, I can help you. But I never marketed it because I didn't trust that I can really start this business on my own and and really jump into full entrepreneurship. So I didn't trust myself, you know? And it wasn't until, you know, there's always that moment where your back is up against the wall and you ain't got no choice but to take that leap of faith, right? And so that's what happened. It's like, you know, God intervened and was like, look, you have no choice now. So I got let go from my job. There's no job security, by the way. (laughs) You know, there's no job security because at that time, I had been with this company for nine years. Not only was it just a company, I was working for family. Mm. Okay. And I was let go. And so at that moment, I had to decide, am I going to go back into the workforce and start applying for jobs and then have my future in someone else's hands again? No, that was not an option for me. So I said, okay. God, you're telling me that this is the time to take this business seriously and to go full force with it. And that's what I did. And I never looked back. And that's where I am today. And so, you know, it all started with starting my own credit repair company, helping others and just really, really perfecting my craft, staying educated, you know, investing in myself, investing in my business and just staying focused. And then, you know, I I started adding, you know, business credit services to the program. and, And that's where I am today. So been a long journey but yeah it started with me myself and i just fixing my own credit Nah, i think that's uh extremely exciting because you know we're seeing a lot of johnny two shoes you know kind of like pop up out of nowhere you know Mm -hmm. very flashy marketing that you know catches people's attention but on the back end they're not exactly 
seasoned or experienced when it comes mm -hmm. to it. Yes. And uh, people are getting burnt left and right. Um, but the tremendous desire is still out there for people that are wanting to uh, build credit, that are wanting to build business credit. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, uh, some of the clients that I, I'm working for right now with either webinars or course sales or, you know, monthly memberships or, you know, Facebook group and all kinds of stuff is seeing like how important it is to people to be able to, and I think it's, it's also because the barrier to entry is low whereby mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, let's start an LLC. Boom, 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 do a couple of things. Boom. hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> understand eventually you're, you're going to have to pay the hundred thousand dollars back. But the question I wanted to ask you was, credit what, what what is credit and like especially like when it comes to to personal credit like why is it so important to us oh wow i mean if if you don't know how important credit is in today's society you know you you really got to wake up because everything in today's society is, is determined by credit you know um things as small as you know getting an apartment getting a bank account getting you know a job like they are looking at your credit as well that can prevent you from getting a promotion i have clients who you know when it's time for their security clearance uh review they come back and they're like hey can you look at my credit you know there's a couple things that happen and i need to you know clean it up because they can lose their security clearance over their credit because it's an indicator on whether or not they can trust you and it's it's a sad you know situation but that's what has been created in today's society you know whether or not you are going to be late on an account because of past financial mistakes and what i said before in in a, a, a interview i did is that i don't think people naturally just n don't want to pay things back you know things happen life happens Right. I don't think people wake up and they're like, you know what? I'm never paying anyone ever again. Right. Exactly. But, you know, there's things like car accidents happen and your medical bills are up to here and you can't handle it. And then, you know, sometimes insurance doesn't pay everything and you don't know how it's handled. And then it pops up on your credit and you don't find out until years later when it turns into a collection account. Right. Or you lost your job. And so you don't have the funds to be able to handle the bills that you had and make those on-time payments. And so people just go quiet instead of reaching out to those creditors and talking to them and letting them know the situation. You know, they just go quiet and those things go into a charge off and it ends up on your credit. So, you know, it's it's really, really important in today's society to make credit a, a focal point in your life and to really determine like if this is going to be a goal of yours to make sure that you are credit healthy. I really, really stress that everyone, you know, focuses on being credit healthy overall because you, you get a lot of benefits and it improves your overall quality of life. A lot of people who have poor credit are stressed out, right? Not only because their score is low, but because they're paying higher premiums, higher interest rates, right? They're getting denied for an apartment. They're getting denied for a home. They're getting denied for a car. They're getting, you know, if they do get approved, you're like in the boat that I was in when I was paying a 24.5 interest rate. 
and eventually that eats at you like you're living paycheck to paycheck and barely barely making it like eventually after a year i thought i could handle it because i was like oh it's just you know five hundred dollars but then guess what you're paying higher insurance rates right so everything adds up and so it becomes the overwhelming burden and then guess what after it ends up on your credit you got creditors blowing up your phone and collectors blowing up your phone nonstop. And so that is a, a great deal of stress and overwhelm and burden that people fall into. And so, you know, it, it's very important. So instead of falling back, you know, we all have to understand that we, we're in charge of our credit, right? So we are the ones who have to step up and take action. The credit bureaus are not going to eliminate anything that's not their job. Their job is just to, you know, report. They pay each other. All of them are just paying each other. They profit, you know, for profit. Wow. Right. So if we don't go and research and look at our credit regularly, then, you know, what's going to happen? Right. It's just going to be there. And then times like this with the pandemic, hackers are going wild. Okay wild and crazy and so there's a lot of identity theft going on and opening up credit in your name and things like that but if you're not monitoring it you won't know so you know it's really really a pivotal time for people to you know really take action take control and be focused on being credit healthy overall because almost everything in today's society is dictated by your credit i have clients who you know make millions of dollars but can't buy a house because they don't have credit Oof. that's ridiculous you know, so, you know, so many things are, are dictated by your credit, you know, job. I've had clients who told me that they were denied a job promotion or a job overall because of their credit, you know, yeah. So employees are looking at your credit and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's very important. And, you know, it's interesting, like from the last six to seven minutes of everything that you said so far, that is not stressed or emphasized in school at all. In fact, you know, I think it's when you come out into the real world and even when you get out into the real world, because I remember in college, they would just have these tables set up where it was like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase and whatever, you know, just giving it out like little pieces of candy. However, giving it out. on the back end, there was there, there was no, hey, these are the repercussions. These are the consequences. This is how you leverage this to get the best benefits it was just like in fact they're setting you up by that whole presentation absolutely and not only that like imagine most of those college kids don't have jobs so how they don't even have a financial plan to even pay those credit cards so just that and then you know we all fell into that trap you know because you know you get the credit card and so you're like oh okay i'm gonna buy pizza for the dorm and you know we're going shopping yeah. and you know it's lit. and that's yeah, it's lit it was now. Popping. Man, Express was popping back then. So you went to the mall and you went shopping. Oh, you went, man. You know, food was on the dorm and, you know, you ain't got no job. <laughs> so how were you even going to make those payments? And so it was a huge setup. And, and that's the problem. Like, we're not educated from a young age. Like, it should even be from before high school like because kids can retain the information i remember back when my daughter was in third grade um they asked if i could come in and speak and so i spoke to the class and i taught third graders about credit mm. and it was amazing at first i was nervous because i was like 
are they going to understand me? Are they going to be able to comprehend what I'm talking about? And it amazed me because third graders were able to comprehend the information. Not only that, but ask great questions and like talk about their future goals. And they were asking me about the Credit Karma commercials. And I was like, wow, you understand. Like, so it should be taught from that age, you know, that young and prepare them because you can literally set your children up to be successful and graduate with a 700 plus credit score by the time they leave high school, if you take the right steps. So we should be educating them early on because, you know, like you said, a lot of us went off to college and we got thrown all of those offers, like giving it away, giving us hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans, as well as those credit cards and us not having any type of tools or strategies to be able to handle them. So, yeah, I strongly believe that they need to be we all need to be educated very early on, have a plan to be able to, you know, manage it because credit is about how well you manage it, not just using it. It's how well you manage it. Right. So you got to have the tools and the strategies to be able to manage it and then leverage it when you get older. So, yeah, that's something that's so important and it's much needed in the community. So I stress as much as possible to to educate the children from a young age, because, you know, when you know better, hopefully you do better. And uh, like I said, the kids understand they do. They just got to, you know, be taught. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, when you look at the financial institutions, from any one of these banks to, you know, I think Wells Fargo recently got into trouble with um, creating accounts. So they, they, their whole prerogative is to get as much out of the consumers, you know, as much as possible. I think uh, as we as we move forward, you know, now we're seeing you know, these schools of thought, like Black Wealth Renaissance, we're seeing Earn Your Leisure, we're seeing a lot of different things whereby if you're able to immerse your children in these things from a younger age, you know, they're they're better off versus this, you know, throwing people out there to the sharks because that's what they really are. You know, these things are sharks out there that are, when you mess up, that's when they eat. Big time. And it's so easy to mess up. Like I said, life happens. Like that's something you can't control. And so when there's a mess up, that's when they capitalize. And, and you know, those offers that you get in the mail, people get so excited. They're like, oh my God, I got this credit card offer in the mail. Yes, it's on and popping. You're like, oh, I'm pre-approved. What? Yeah. So you think it's a great deal. No, you got approved, but that interest rate is like 29%, you know? And then they're banking on, so they already know your situation because they know your credit score before they even sent the offer in the mail, right? Because they they sold your data. So that company bought the information from the credit bureau knowing that you're in the 500 to 550 credit bracket, right? So they sent you the offer knowing that if your score is that low, you're gonna be late, fee, you're gonna go over the limit, another fee, interest rate, another fee, right? So they already know that they're going to make their money back on the back end. So that's why they're like, yeah, go ahead. You know, get this. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Yeah. Here's a free pen. Here's a a free pen, (laughs) you know, little $10 uh, Chipotle gift card. Right, Enjoy right, or a $5 Starbucks gift card, and you're like, oh, they're so nice. No, they know the amount of money they're going to make. 
Why do you think they're not purchasing people with a 700 plus credit score? They're not purchasing their information. They're buying the information that they know they can make the most money off of. And that's people with a low credit score. So the system is obviously as backwards. However, it's up to us to play the game, right? Understand the game and play the game. So you've got to understand it first, right? So that's why you've got to take charge and take action to be able to, you know, really improve your quality of life. Definitely. So somebody that is in that situation whereby low credit score, maybe a lot of debt or things like that and inquiries and all kinds of crazy stuff happening. How do they then transition into, you know, the great or good or 600s or the 700s and improving their score? Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, the first thing is you want to order your credit report. And so there's a lot of people that I talk to initially, they're like, no, 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 I don't want to see it. I don't, it's terrible. I don't want to, I'm like, well, we can't fix it if we don't see it. Right. So, um, just like the doctor, when you go to the doctor, like they've got to do their prognosis, they got to take the x-rays, they got to do the blood work, or they can't, you know, come up with a plan. So you've got to pull your credit report first and review it, see what's on there. That's what I did. You know, when they told me 535, I'm like, why? <laughs> right? Why? Mm -hmm. So you've got to figure out why it is where it is, what's on there. You may even find on something on there that doesn't even belong to you. Right? Mm, that's but, you know, there's a lot of times people have, you know, name aliases on their credit report, address addresses that they're, they don't belong to, you know. So, you know, you want to pull your credit report first. See what's on there. Right? And then come up with a plan. And people think that budgeting is not related to credit and imp improving their credit. It is, right? So you got to have a budget because if you're not budgeting your money, you don't know where it goes, right? You got to mm. have a budget to tell it where to go, right? So you don't want to get paid and then, you know, in five days, you're like, hold on, my bank account says this. What, what, what happened, right? You should be able to know the do exact dollar amount after you pay your bills, where everything has gone and, and what your final number is after savings and, you know, paying bills and all of that stuff. You should know that number. So budgeting is so important, especially when it, if you owe, you know, if you have balances on your credit cards because you need a plan to pay them down. My rule of thumb is seven to 10%. There's a lot of gurus out there that say 30% and 50% of your limit is cool, but that's still really high right? That credit utilization ratio is still really high. You're not going to get into that excellent credit rating with that high of a credit utilization. And that may still even um, deny you for loans. So you want the sweet spot is seven to 10%. Those people in the 800 club, they're more like one to three, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but seven to 10 is very, very, very good. And that will help you improve your credit score. Even if you didn't dispute anything, if you keep that um, practice every single month by keeping your balances between seven and 10% of the limit across all of your accounts. If you do the average, you will be in very, very good shape. Scores jump up when they do that. Right. Mm. And that's without even disputing anything. So that's something you want to do. You want to budget very well, and you want to be able to pay down your balances between seven and 10% of your limits right? That's my rule of thumb. And then, you know, start going off after those inaccuracies. Like there, four and five credit reports have inaccuracies on them. Like there isn't a credit report that I've looked at that didn't have an inaccuracy unless wow. they had an 800 credit score. There's not one. That's there crazy. There has not been one credit report I have looked at that did not have some type of inaccuracy on there. But it's our job, right? We can't expect them to, to do the work because why? 
they're making money off that mistake. There you go. Right? So are they going to fix it on their own? No. Because then they're going to make less money. Right? If you fix it and now you're in the 700 range, they can no longer sell that data, right, to the credit card companies and the lenders to push offers to you. So they're, they want you to stay where you are. That's why it's so hard to get negative information off your credit report. They make it, they design it that way because they know they're making money off of those people who have a 400, 500, six, you know? So they want it to be that way. So you gotta evaluate those inaccuracies and, and it's not hard to read, right? Compare Experian against TransUnion, against Equifax, and what doesn't match up. If you're getting the same information from one creditor, why is it different? That's it. That's all you're looking at when you review your credit report. If this creditor is reporting to all three of you, all of the information across the board should be exactly the same. You're not getting the information from anywhere else, right? So if it's not the same and it's not 100% accurate, which the federal law states that it should be, then you've got to remove it. Wow. The Fair Credit Reporting Act states that you're entitled to a 100% accurate credit report, right? What does accurate means? It's supposed to be accurate, right? It's supposed to report accurate information. Not 70%, not 80%, not 92%, not even 95%. It says 100%. That is the loophole you guys used. Use it to your advantage. If it is not 100% accurate, if it's not 100% verifiable, 100% complete information, it can be removed. So that's why a lot of people are like, well, I don't know if a repo will work or, you know, a judgment will work or bankruptcy will work. It doesn't say the type of account. It just says the information 100% has to be accurate. So it applies to all accounts. So you dispute all accounts the same way. Is it accurate? Is it complete? Is it verifiable? No? Okay. Write them and let them know. So a lot of people like, you know, try to make it so difficult and complicated, but you got to break it down and and start thinking like uh, a regular consumer who sees something that is wrong. Like if you went to the store, right, and they gave you back $2, but they owe you $20, you're going to say something, right? That's right. (laughs) Where my money at? In fact, this is what you're going to do right here, because this is why I upgraded this thing right here. If somebody... If if you give them change for twenty and they only give you two, this you gonna tell them something like this. Tell them to bring me my money. Exactly. You gonna be like, man, rub me my money. Like, I'm sorry. You and even if you had left us, you're gonna go back, right? That's right. So we've gotta treat our credit the same way, exact same way. You're not gonna let somebody get over on you. If somebody owed you a hundred, they're like, yo, dog, I only got twenty. You gonna be like, nah. <laughs> I let you a hundred dollars, dog. Like I need my hundred dollars. Exactly. Right? So we have to treat our credit the same exact way. It's our credit that dictates our life. So we have to be the ones to be like, look, you're reporting information that is inaccurate, and the law says, you know, it's got to be one hundred percent accurate. So I don't know what you're doing over there, but I need you to correct it because I want to buy a house. And you talk how you normally talk. Like people feel like they have to have legal jargon in their letters and you know talk all fancy no the best people who get the best results are when you're speaking like a consumer who saw something that's wrong just like if you were at the counter you would not pretty it up excuse me um 
I think I need to call my lawyer because you owe me $20 and you only gave me two. You know what I'm saying? Um, excuse me, where's my $20? And that's what you would say. So that's the same way you write your letters. I'm sorry. I don't know what account this is. I don't know what y'all are doing, but this is not accurate. I need it removed and I need it removed right away because I'm trying to buy a house at the end of the month and this is stopping me from doing that. So I need you to do your job. Of course, you're going to be polite and respectful, but talk how you would normally talk. Don't download these letters from off of the Internet, right? These templates that have all this legal jargon in, in it and it's quoting all these laws. A regular person is not going to do that. So they're going to what? assume you're working with a lawyer, assume you're working with a credit repair company and then put your letters in a separate pile. Write how you talk. Mm. And that is the key. That's what really gets you better results because they're like, oh, hold on. We might, we might not want to play with this person because they probably not going to stop writing us. And then they kind of know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? So that's how they think about it. They're like, oh, okay. This person is asking for real information. Like they asked to validate it. Okay, let's do our job. Right? So you get better results rather than talking like an attorney mm. and downloading those letters from off the internet. And another thing is, guess what? If you're downloading it, Somebody else has, and somebody That's else right. has. Millions of other people have already used all those letters. So when it comes in, they're like, okay, put this in this pile. We already know pile. what this is about. Yep. You're so, one of them. You know, their scanner is, is looking at those letters. So you want to, you know, mess up the system. Like, doo -doo -doo, you know, this is my letter. Open it. Right? <laughs> And so that will get you better results. So you want to, you know, talk like a regular disgruntled consumer who wants to see some results because you've got a mission and a goal to accomplish and they messing you up. Yeah. And it's, it, it's fascinating to hear you talk about this because this is a whole nother round. It almost feels like somebody kind of pulled open the curtains a little bit and was like, yo, come on in here. Like, yo, shoot. Yeah. And you're so right about how credit i think almost and when you look at the word credit now it's becoming synonymous with like evaluating somebody's livelihood you know evaluating the person is almost like just saying like okay this this is what you're worth this is who you are this is what you mean to us and that's extremely powerful uh and i i, I like the fact of you know taking the fight back into your own hands but mm -hmm. i think it's an intellectual fight and a lot of people are physical or not very like high level thinking about certain things in life so they i can see how they're eating billions of dollars because people would rather live with the low credit and the impact and the utilization and not inquiry and not you know write letters and all that because I think with human beings, each time they have to do something that's a little bit, the more complex something is, the more people tend to drop off. Like they tend to be like, you know what, but, I, ain't, I ain't going to But it's up that. here that it's complex, right? It really isn't that complex. You know, you just think it is because you may have disputed online and didn't see the results you wanted to. But the problem was you, that you disputed online. So you're not getting an actual real investigation. So it's not as a complex, you know, concept. It's just that it's a little bit of work. And, you know, you know how today's people are, you know, they want instant gratification now. Right now. And so if it takes a little bit of work that they rather, like you said, live with the low credit score and live with the, you know, the increase and things like that. But 
it's not complex. It's just, it takes patience and discipline and, you know, you've got to do the work, but you know, what's on the other side is way worth it. You know, That's if right. you can improve your quality of life, your children's quality of life, your grandchildren's quality of life, like that is worth it, you know, because Big there's time. so much potential and leverage that you can have with great credit. It opens so many doors and you're treated differently. Like, I mean, when you have great credit, you can go into the dealership put your name, fill out the application, and they're like, oh, okay, 780 credit score. What car you want? You you want this one? You want that one? You Which one you want? Oh, okay, okay. You know, bring bring your insurance later. You know, like mm -hmm. you are treated differently. Go ahead and test drive it. You know, we'll see you tomorrow, right? You're treated differently when you have a low credit score. Oh, you got 5,000 down to put down? What, what, what you don't, you know, like you, you're trading in the car, you, you are treated so differently. So, I mean, wouldn't you want to be treated better, right? You know, it's a crazy system, but, you know, you dictate how you live. And if you know credit is a part of that, then you got to make that a focus and make it important. And that's just a problem. You know, some people don't make it that important, but we also don't have the access to all of the information either. Like I said, when I was on my journey, I didn't know anything. Absolutely. I was so green. So there's a lot of people still in that boat as well. And that's why, you know, I have these free trainings and free workshops that educate people. And it's just up to you to take action. Like, are you going to implement? Because I could free, free, free you to death. But if you don't implement what I'm telling you and, and what I'm teaching, then that's on you. But, you know, you just got to, you know, fill yourself up with the knowledge. Yeah. And I, I think that's the key word right there. Knowledge, you know, and the execution too, as well. The knowledge is power, you know, uh, whoever has that knowledge and is, is executing on it, you, 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 you're in such a powerful position compared to those, because, you know, you got people out here that have, you know, an enormous hustle and drive, but they don't have the knowledge. And then you have the other people that have the knowledge, but don't have the hustle and drive. So it, mm -hmm. it's kind of an interesting mixture, but you know, kind of, moving forward and just looking at with binoculars, you know, business credit <laughs> and mm -hmm. the whole scope. It's, it's, it's fascinating what you see online and kind of creativity and how people, you know, combine lifestyle marketing with business credit and, you know, use yeah. it to kind of, you know, pull in hundreds of thousands of the masses. Uh, what what is business credit? Why is the entrepreneurship world going crazy over it? Why are black entrepreneurs dive bombing into it at an incredible rate? Talk to us about business credit. Yes. So what business credit is, is that it's credit built in your business name. So that means it is linked to your EIN number, which is your tax identification number for your business and not your social security number. So there's so many benefits to it. It helps you separate your personal finances from your business finances. It also gives you a layer of protection with your personal assets um, because, you know, not every business is going to be successful, but you don't want your personal assets tied to your business so that they can come after them should something go wrong with the business. And so, you know, it doubles your buying power. Businesses gets 10 times the credit limits that a, per, you know, a personal consumer does. And so you get access to higher credit limits, you know, lower interest rates, lower insurance premiums, things like that. So, yeah, there's some, you know, tax advantages. So business credit really, really helps you 
grow without putting that pressure on your personal credit. Because when you start a business, most of the time you're using your personal credit, your personal funds, your savings, borrowing money from family members, right? And so eventually all of those wells are going to run dry. You can only max out your cards so many times right? So eventually you're going to get stuck. So business credit gives you that extra safety net, that extra cushion to tap into those resources to grow your business. And honestly, every successful business in USA has a business credit profile. Do they need it? Facebook, Walmart, Microsoft, Apple, all those companies, do they need business credit and trade lines and things like that? No but they've learned how to leverage other people's money to fund and grow their business. And so if they're doing it, why aren't we doing it, right? And so it's a tool to help you grow your business and it's just an extra safety net. And so, you know, if you're building it strictly tied to your EIN number, it doesn't show up on your personal credit. So for people who are trying to purchase a home, your debt to income ratio isn't you know, jeopardize because you've got this loan for your business on your personal credit or this vehicle loan on your personal credit because you finance it and you're using your social security number. So the benefit is having it tied to your EIN number. It has its own business credit profile, let the business pay for itself, let the business funds fund itself. And it's based on the business's ability to pay its bills, right? And so that's the benefit. And there's not this there's five key factors to, to the credit score, like personal credit. You know, you got to be sure you get paid attention to your payment history, your credit utilization, your inquiries, you know, your credit mix, all that stuff, right? But when it comes to business credit, pay your bills on time. Pay your bills on time and you can have great business credit. So pay them late, you know, bad score. Pay them on time, a good score. Pay them early, a great score. Who wouldn't love that scoring model? Right. And so um, it's, it's a lot simpler to build. And um, there's so many advantages. Like I said, there's so many benefits. And so entrepreneurs, you know, are, are jumping on the bandwagon because there's not that hurdle. Right. And you, you get higher credit. I mean, who doesn't want higher credit limits <laughs> and, exactly. and more resources? Like, you know, banks want to help small businesses, right? They rather help small businesses because those are who are providing jobs and, and things like that. So they want to see you flourish. So they're going to extend you funding, right? Um, so business credit allows you to do that, but you got to build a business credit profile. And what a lot of people do is they try to get funding, not knowing that the banks are researching your business your business credit profile. So when you have absolutely no business credit profile, they look at you crazy. Even if you wanted to do business with another business, right? You can look at their business credit and they can look at yours and that will determine whether or not they want to do business with you. They see that you pay your bills late all the time, right? They're like, mm, I probably don't want to do business with them. So, you know, it's a deciding factor for many things. Um, it's something that's, you know, public knowledge. So that's why you don't want to have your home address listed. That's why we recommend using a virtual office address because it is public record. But there's so many benefits. And like I said, you don't want to have that obstacle with that stuff reporting on your personal credit and then preventing you from, you know, purchasing a home, getting into your, you know, your real estate deals and things like that. You can do all of that inside of your business under your business name with your EIN number, but you have to be incorporated, right? So you can't be operating as a sole proprietorship, right? Like you've got to take this business seriously and incorporate. And that's where the benefits and advantages come from. Awesome. Now it's, 
it's it's really interesting because you know as we're looking at the the world you know people have really privatized the whole it's almost like the business credit movement i'm seeing you've seen mm-hmm. people step off of jets you know people coming out yeah. of hotels ritz carlton you know gucci bag louis vuitton everything here hey oh you don't got the business credit <laughs> you missing out tap the link in my bio let's do it um so with the business credit none of that is tied to your personal credit all right or anything of that nature if you do it the right way so there's two ways to do it right so you can leverage your great personal credit and build business credit and it still not be tied like you 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 would personally guarantee it right so it will only show up in the event that you default so if you default on the loan or you default on the credit card then they will place it on your personal credit that's by leveraging your personal credit and then the other way is to build it strictly in your business name with your EIN number and never providing your social security number so you can do both ways so you know clients have their choice you know it's a matter of you know what they want to do so everyone has their preference you can do both so the personal credit if you're leveraging it the only thing is that you are personally liable in the event that you default it still won't show up on your personal credit though only in the event that you default. default but if you do it the other way which is like you know step by step then you can um, have it in your business name strictly by having your business credit profile structured and built the right way. So structure is something I teach and stress so much because it is really the foundation of everything. If you don't have proper structure, you'll get denied left and right and you'll never know why, mm. right? So proper structuring is so important because you can have very little business credit built, but if you're properly structured, you can still accomplish those goals like getting a vehicle in your business name, you know, getting your first Airbnb um, in your, your business name right because of proper structuring but that part you cannot skip so a lot of people's like oh well i have my llc and my ein i'm ready to build no yep. you gotta have all those <laughs> other items under proper structuring your oh, foundation man. needs to be credible so that it can be fundable right so credibility is how the lenders look at your business so the goal is to build your business like a corporation just minus the millions of dollars in revenue but you want to structure it like it's a corporation right so a corporation is going to be legal, have a legal entity, right? They're going to have a physical building address, right? They're going to have a business phone, a dedicated business phone and fax number. They're going to have a website. They're going to be listed in the 411 directory, right? They're, they're going to have all of those things in place. So that is how your business should look as well. So I Google your business, I see a nice brick and mortar building. If I Google your business or call your business line, I should hear your phone on the voicemail, your voice on the voicemail saying, leave a message, right? You've reached so-and-so and so, right? So it can be forwarded to your cell phone. No one needs to know that, but it should be a dedicated business phone number. And it's too affordable for you not to have one. Exactly. And then a business email address as well. Like, why are you still using Yahoo, Hotmail, AOL, I like to party girl at, at Gmail? Like, <laughs> It's too, you know, it's very affordable. So we all should be having a, you know, business professional email address. They're looking at that. And when they, as soon as they see yahoo.com, like, nope. Yep. Nope. You're denied. Cause they're like, this person doesn't take their business seriously. Mm. Right. So you have to have 
proper structure, right? I can't stress that enough. You know, you could go on to, to build business credit, but if you don't have the proper structure, you're going to have to start all over again. You're going to wonder, you're going to be like, oh, Stephanie, business credit doesn't work. No, you didn't listen. Wow. <laughs> right? So you have to have proper structuring. It's the foundation. It's what lenders perceive you to be credible so that you can fund your business. And so that's the first step, right? Don't even look into applying for anything. Focus on your structure, your foundation, and that is what's going to take you very, very far. So that's that's that that's the key right there. Now nah, that's um a, extremely powerful and like you said the Airbnb and the Turo. I think you know what's happening is that the barrier to entry for business is so low nowadays, and then there's so much information, there's so much marketing, there's so much branding. It's almost like they're like, yo, we over here on this side. On the east side, yo, know, this is where it's popping. You know, we got everything, you know, business, monthly, passive income. You know, that's there's a lot of buzzwords, you know, oh, passive income, two row, two row, Airbnb, Airbnb. And it's like, I don't got the money. My credit's kind of shot. Oh, business credit. All right, let me, mm -hmm. let me jump into that vehicle, run the play, and then I could go build that passive income. You can. Uh, these buzzwords that are out here and then one thing i'm seeing too as well as like duns and uh, things like uh, sutton and bradford or something like that That's and then i'm seeing like net 15 net 30. And huh? so how how do those or i should say like internally like when you're trying to really make a believable or like an actual business that's properly structured what what are some of those things that you know you have to keep in mind so that when you do apply, you don't just get denied and you're like, yo, well, I did everything right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's a set of credibility checkpoints that they're looking for. So one is that you're a legal entity. So that means you're incorporated as either an LLC or a corporation. Okay. Then it's having a physical business address. You want to be sure that a brick and mortar building shows up when they Google your business. So if you don't have an actual business address that you do business in, uh, a solution to that is a virtual office address. Okay. And then you want to be sure you have a business phone number, a business fax number. So there's resources like Ring Central, Vonage, Global Voice Direct, Freedom Voice, Call Aid, like the list goes on. But as long as you have a business phone number, and a toll-free number, so a local number, toll-free number, and a fax number. Make sure you have your voice on the, the voicemail so that they know they've reached your business. And then you want to have a professional business email address, so that's at yourbusinessname.com, right? So Stephanie at, you know, lawrencefinancialgroup.com. And uh, you want to have a website. You want to have an online presence as well because what they're doing is they're going to Google your business. And so you want the information to come from you as what it is that you do. What is the service you provide and how do consumers, you know, get in touch with you? So on your website, you want to be sure you have a description of your services, your business address, your business email, and your phone number. That's what they're looking for. And so you want to have some social media, you know, Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, something so that when they Google you, you come up in the search engine. Then you want to also be um, listed in 411 in the national directory because that is a requirement for some of those vendor accounts that you're applying for. And for as little as being listed and having your DUNS number. So those are things you definitely want to have. So if you have the, the proper structuring and all of those things in place, then you can move on to the next stage, but you wanna be sure all those things are in order. So when you mentioned Dun & Bradstreet, Dun & Bradstreet is actually the largest business credit bureau out of all of them, 
okay? And so the Dunn's number is your identification number for Dunn and Bradstreet. So you apply for your Dunn's number prior to building business credit. And so they'll ask you for your Dunn's number when you're filling out some vendor applications and things like that so that they know that you're identified with Dunn and Bradstreet. So that's what Dun & Bradstreet is. And then as far as the net 30s and the net 15s, that is the gateway to building business credit. So if you're not leveraging your personal credit and you're building it strictly under your EIN, net 30s and net 15s are considered vendor accounts. So they are your gatekeepers, your gateway to building business credit. You start there. You can't just start with like an American Express card, right? You've got to start with your vendor credit cards. And so you're purchasing goods, supplies, or services with a 30-day extension to, you know, pay the goods back. So mm -hmm. they give you 30 days or 15 days, net 15, net 30, net 60, give you 60 days, right, to pay your invoice. And so the key is to pay your invoice 10 days before the due date, okay? That is how you generate a positive um, score, business credit score. So that's the best uh, way to do it. You don't want to wait until it's due and you don't want to pay it right away because then it will turn into a cash account. So you want to be sure you're paying your invoices early for those net 30-day accounts. You want to have at least three of those so that Dun & Bradstreet can actually generate a report and a score. If you were to monitor your credit and you don't have any of those, Dun & Bradstreet would not even generate a report for you. So you've got to start with at least three of those accounts to generate a report and a score. And your goal is to reach an 80 or above. 80 or above is that when you can start, you know, moving on to store retail cards and, and things like that. Um, so your goal is to get at least an 80 paydex score. Wow. And you see, um, th this is why they say knowledge is power because you saying 80, I'm like, what, 80 on, on the gas, 80 miles per hour, 80 premium. Ah! Um, no, you're you're graded from a zero to a one hundred. So eighty is like the benchmark for great credit. So you know if you pay on time, you probably get like a seventy seventy five. If you pay early, you get an eighty. So zero to a hundred, eighty and above is like great. Dope, dope, dope. And then what what you mentioned just now was fast. You said like it's kind of like you're, you're taking baby steps. So you starting with mm -hmm. that fifteen, that thirties, and then you said something about this. Like, is that like the Home Depot business cards and like Amex and stuff so, like that? Home Depot comes later. So when you're starting out, vendor accounts are accounts like Quill, and that's an office supply company. You have Uline, you have Granger. Like those are office supplies or janitorial services or things like that that you can make purchases with. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't really need those type of products or services. And so I, I, I always tell people to think of it this way. You're purchasing paper towel for your home, right? And toilet tissue for your home and laundry detergent, right? Like you all use those things, right? I will mm -hmm. hope so. So <laughs> they sell those things as well, <laughs> right? Or, you know, office supplies for your business. So they sell those things as well. So why not purchase that and build your business credit because he was going to buy it anyway, right? And build That's your right. business credit. So we got to stop thinking of it like, I don't need anything from there. I'm tired of buying, you know, glue guns I don't need. Okay, well, purchase the things that you do utilize, right? Mm -hmm. A first aid kit, right? Trash bags, you know? So you can still purchase things for your home. You know, when the pandemic hit and everybody was out of Lysol and, and wipes and all that stuff, guess who had them? These vendor accounts. That's so right. people who had business credit was able to order them in bulk and they were good.
right? So, you know, think of it that way. You can buy those household items and still build your business credit. So that's that's like my little piece of advice because I know a lot of people start to complain about um, those vendor accounts, but I want to position it in a way where it's still helpful to you. So those gotcha. are like the vendor accounts, and then you move on to your store retail credit accounts after that. So after those are reporting and showing on your business credit reports, you can move on to your AutoZone, your Advanced Auto, your Office Depot, your Home Depot, your Best Buy, your Dell, right? And things like that. And so that's the progress. And then after that, you can move on to your fleet gas card. So, you know, everybody uses gas, right? So if you have a business, you can, you know, have a gas car for your business. So there's Shell, BP, Chevron, Texaco, um, Exxon, Racetrack, Fuelman, Wex. So Circle K, you know, wherever you are, there's a gas card that can benefit you and your business. And some of them are really generous with the limits. So again, like you're getting higher limits than you normally would with your personal credit. And then that's when you can move on to your your actual cash credit card. So, you know, th there's a step by step, you know, you can't just go after American Express in the beginning or MasterCard in the beginning. But, you know, if you take those steps, you can. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how it okay. goes. So like, on the fleet cards or the like Home Depot cards, those are the cards whereby somebody could be like, all right, uh, I want like a limit of like $50,000 or $100,000, things of that nature. So you're not going to get $100,000 on a fleet card or a Home Depot card unless your business is massive and you're making a lot of revenue. So I do have a client where, you know, he's a trucking owner operator and he has 32 trucks. So his limits obviously are going to be higher than someone who's a smaller trucking company who's only operating with two trucks, right? Mm. So again, it's going to go by the structure of your business, the needs you have, how many vehicles you have, what what are your monthly expenses, um, how much you plan on using the car. So they base it off of that. So typically your monthly expenses, they usually double that for your limit. Um, so yeah, you're not going to get a hundred thousand dollars on one gas card, but what you will do is see, you know, large limits across vendor accounts, across store accounts, across those revolving accounts, which can amount to 100K. But you're not going to get 100K on one gas card. I don't think anybody's pulling in that type of revenue <laughs> to be able to accomplish that. But they, you can get, um, you know, good, strong credit limits um, on your gas cards. So again, it goes by, every business is different. Everybody's not going to get the same. Um, again, like I said, that client who has 32 trucks, obviously is going to get a higher limit than someone who has two or five that in their fleet. Mm. So that is a part of it as well. So it's, it's by the, your structure, your revenue and um, your estimated monthly expenses that you um, predict for the business. Got you. Well, when it comes mm -hmm. to business credit, what are the most common type of clients that come to you for oh, business credit and, and you know, what is it that they're looking for? Sure. Good question. So the bulk of the clientele that come to me are real estate investors and trucking um, industry, right? Wow. So trucking operators or logistics or anything in transportation. Um, and so most of them are looking for um, the benefits of the fleet cars, especially for the transportation. And then they're looking for obtaining business lines of credit. And then anyone who is just like in any other industry, they're really looking to learn how to obtain a vehicle in their business name um, and then, you know, ways that they can make more income. So, yeah, 
most popular are the fleet cards and the business lines of credit. And there's many opportunities out there for business lines of credit that is not related to your personal credit. It's based on your business revenue. So it's easier to obtain. Wow. Wow. Okay. No, that, that's super dope. Um, between the clients that you work with, what, what are some of the traits that make the journey of you working with them successful? Like, what are some of the mindsets or mentality that they have? And then we'll talk about the unsuccessful ones a little bit later. Yeah. So the successful ones, they are action takers. So, you know, we definitely evaluate. We don't take everybody as a one-on-one client for our VIP program, but we do have strategy sessions and a course for the other people who um, are not in the VIP program, but they're action takers and they want their business to be successful, right? But they're willing to, to take those risks. They're really willing to take action and, you know, follow direction. I think that would be the, the, the biggest thing. It's like they're willing to follow the steps and, and not skip steps and, and rush the process. They're like, okay, you got it. You know, do what you do. You know, we'll be here, but we'll also provide you with what you need. So, you know, communication is open. They're action takers and they're not procrastinators, right? So um, fast action and just a willingness to succeed and, and trust the process, right? So if you're going to second guess it and try to do it your own way, that's when you're not going to be successful. But these people are, you know, willing to take the action. They're willing to, to follow the process um, and, and get those results. Yeah. So can you tell us an interest, like what's the most like impactful, crazy, like success story you've had with a client where it was like, you didn't expect this was going to happen. They didn't expect this was going to happen. And it's like, this is a long term. This is like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, I would say one of my clients um, I worked with, he started with like a, so my VIP program, we make sure your credit healthy all the way around. So he started with like a 503 credit score wow. and got him to a 796. And um, we started working on his business credit as well. And he was able to obtain almost 200,000. He was up to like 193 or something like that. He was able to purchase new equipment. He was able, and his goal was to really hire more staff so mm-hmm. that he can like be more hands-off, mm. right? That was his goal. He wanted to be more hands-off, hire more staff, market the business more, um, and purchase more equipment to have more um, equipment for his business. So I would say he would probably be the, the best story because his credit score shot up, but he, he, he was just willing to do the work. Like he, he just listened really well. Right. So those are the clients that really, really, um, get the results. They, they listen and they follow the process and they don't try to like do things themselves. Cause there's a lot of people who's like, yeah, you know, I'll pay you to do it, but then still try to like do things in the background. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, like, Stop touching that. Stop. Come on, stop that. that. Right. So I'm like, I know you want to see something, but like, you know, we got it. Oh, man. So, you know, you still have those people who they pay you, but they still behind the scenes doing some other stuff. Um, But yeah, I would would say um, that client was was really awesome to work with. And we have some great current clients as well, you know, who just got into the program. So I'm excited to share those stories as well. Um, But Lately, the most popular thing is to, to get a vehicle in their business name. And um, that's been a strategy that 
it's not as hard or difficult as people think. And so, um, yeah, we walk them through that process and you can do it without a personal guarantee or, you know, if you want to, you can, cause you know, like certain cars, obviously you would have to personal guarantee, but there are some that you don't. Um, and then once you get one, it's so much easier to go back and get another. So your first one is like, Hey, follow this plan and then go back in 45 days and, you know, tell them, throw it up. You know, you want two more vehicles. So it gets easier after your first one. So that plan that we put together for our clients has been really, really popular um, in the past couple of months. And then we show them how to, you know, put it onto a row, hire a car, um, things like that, and make the passive income, you know, make more payments on the vehicles so that they can pay it off sooner. And then everything becomes profit after that. So um, that has been like really, really popular lately. Yeah. And I think it's still going to um, explode, especially in the future with uh, CEO, uh, Maddie J, the the Pushman Mitches, these mm-hmm. podcasts, you know, we, we, I send this out everywhere, you know, um, and you know, social media, you know, the people seeing lifestyles and like, nah, I want, I want, I want to do that. And I think, uh, ever since COVID, you know, kind of people realizing like, oh snap, yo, I could get cut. I gotta have yeah. my own thing going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I just had a client. He got approved for a Dodge Ram. He didn't think he could do it. He was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure I could go?" I was like, "Go, go!" You know, go. tell them you want to, you know, purchase a vehicle in your business name only. You know, give them your LLC and your EIN number, um, and that's all you need. And he was like, "Are you sure?" No, duh. I'm like, well, so I told him who to ask for because you know you gotta ask for the right person. Yep. So I told him who to ask for. And he went through and, and he showed me the screenshot of the video of him taking a video of the car. And he's like, my application came back approved in like two minutes. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he was shocked that he was able to get it in his business name, in his business name, strictly no personal credit run or anything. And he was just like, whoa, I did it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, it's, it's very possible. Um, you just got to know the right places to go, what banks and, you know, finance uh, with no PG and things like that. So, you know, we've already done all that research for you. So, you know, if you need the tea, come on. Yeah, 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 y'all heard it yourself from the plug. Tap in. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So as we begin to, you know, wrap up, you know, as you kind of you know, progressing and building your own business and your own empire. There's this, it, it, and I think because, you know, this is a capitalism country, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody wants to rise up. They want to make it hustle, get to the next level. You know, a lot of different things like that. We're, We're seeing, we're starting to see a lot of like credit business coaches, credit repair, you know, like that, more and more very quickly they're, they're starting to pop up uh what what are your thoughts on that and you probably can see it from a different level and a different perspective than the average consumer um yeah you know i mean i i try not to you know compare at all um because there's room for for a lot of us right and so i actually have a coaching program where i teach others how to get into the industry and start their own credit repair business. So it's, it's, it's not about competition because as you know, credit is not going anywhere. There's how many millions of people, 68 million people who have poor credit. So there's room for everybody. 
Um, you know, but you got to do your homework as well. So if you are going to work with someone, you want to be sure that you do your homework and vet them and be sure that they're using ethical practices, you know, and things like that. So I say do your due diligence because, like you said, there are people who are popping up, you know, out of everywhere and saying that they're credit repair specialists and things like that. Um, but you want to be sure that they, they know what they're doing. So I would come to the table with questions you know, if you are going to use somebody and be sure that it aligns with your values and, and what you're looking to achieve and accomplish. Um, but there's room for everybody. Like, you know, I can't help everybody and the next person can't help everybody either. So there's, there's room at the table and, you know, I've shifted into coaching now, so I don't even provide, you know, credit consumer credit repair services. I'm teaching others how to get into the industry and start their own business so that they can have recurring revenue and have a business that, that lasts forever. So, um, yeah, there's room for everybody, you know, as long as you do, like I said, do your due diligence, do your research, come to the, the consultation with questions so that you know that they're in alignment with how you want your work done, because there are some people out there who are not ethical and, right. you know, use practices that, you know, are illegal. So it's up to you how you want to treat that. You know, everybody's got their own their own thing. So, you know, yeah, everybody got their know, own thing. I, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't compare. Cause again, like I'm in my own lane. I'm doing my own thing. I've, you know, put in the grind work. I put in the hustle. I put in all the blood, sweat and tears, you know, I stay in continuing education. I have a coach now, like, and you know, I've been in the industry for 14 years and I still have a coach, you know, I still go to the seminars. I still go to the conferences and stay up to date to perfect my craft and know that I'm given the most up to date, most accurate information and helping my community. So I stay educated. I'm still, you know, purchasing courses and making sure that, you know, you, you're um, on you know, top of the game too as well. Yeah. You know, I want to be as knowledgeable as I can and be sure that I'm sharing the, the best information that I can. So I stay you're giving with them the sauce. You ain't yeah. giving them no like, dried up you're, recipe. You're, like, man, your coach this. still have a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I got, I got some of this. I got some of that. I got some of that. <laughs> so you know, you 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 getting everything over here. But yeah, you know, your coach doesn't have a coach. That's a problem, right? And so th that's that's one thing I've seen when when I'm helping like entrepreneurs like either run ads to their course or their, their memberships and things like that. It's always the ones that are investing in themselves that are updating their modules that are getting new pieces of information that are um, plugged into another source that is because it's interesting to see because people can feel it and sense it through the content and through the marketing and through the packaging and how, you know, different things appear to them like alright, this is legit. Alright, you know what? I'm going to spend my money with this person or I'm not really nah something about that is kind of off to me. yeah it's so important and that's why i also went back and revamped my brand and invested into a brand specialist because that's not my lane right but i knew i wanted to be positioned a certain way and like the feedback that i've gotten from it is like the exact words and and feel and vibe that we talked about in our brand strategy session and so to know that people are feeling it and you know have that perception is like 100 percent you know, on point and it made like the investment so worth it. So shout out to my brand um, specialist, uh, Kevin Stimson with Strive and Grind. Like they, 
you know, completed a, a great job on my brand, my rebrand. Um, it was something that I knew I needed and was ready for. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing you got to know. You can't be afraid to invest back into yourself and your business. And so that's what is going to take you to the next level. Like you're always going to hit a plateau at some point, And that's when it's time to reinvest and, and, and take your business to the next level. And I knew the return on investment would come because that's just how it works. You know, you invest and, you know, you're going to get a, see a return. But it's been happening like way faster than I expected. So I'm so happy that I made that move. And it's a like, yeah. killer job. Like I get compliments all the time and i'm like yeah we, we did that <laughs> people don't understand i'm look ah it's kind of no running that agency I, I got probably staff of six or seven people right and mm -hmm. when i hop when i'm when i'm dealing with a entrepreneur or a coach and they're like yo okay how much are we going to spend on our ads this month how many course sales are we going to get how many people can I get in my monthly membership my webinars are I'm like, let's look at your brand first, because seven to eight times out of 10 before somebody, especially nowadays with the saturation of a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs coming in before somebody, especially when it comes from an ad, before they purchase something, they're going to they transform into the DEA, CIA, all the alphabets. They're going to look at your brand. They're going to look at you on YouTube. They want to how you position. How do you look like? Does this can this person really help take me to the promised land? Yeah. And when they do all that, then they're going to come back to the landing page or whatever page and be like, all right, you know, I put in my yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's two projects that I'm working on and, you know, like a, a lot of it came from, you know, my repositioning and my rebranding. And, you know, it was just a huge part of that because the message is more clear, you know? And so a lot of people was like, yeah, you know, um, I scheduled even a consultation because, you know, just the way you know you position yourself and your your branding and you know just everything always like went back to that and so it was just such a good feeling because you know your investments are worth it but you know to see it you know come to life it's just it's a, a whole nother yeah. yeah that's a, that's, that's like, like you said yeah it's so important a lot of people don't understand the importance of it especially when you're just getting started because you know you don't know but um yeah it's it's one of the best investments yeah, and, I, I, and i think another thing too as well there's a power in being female and being a black female mm -hmm. especially in today's time and age because mm -hmm. it's more of a nurturing it's more of okay this person isn't malicious. I don't, they're not trying to compete against me. They're not trying to do mm -hmm. me harm. Mm -hmm. I want to give my money and see mm -hmm. results. So I'm yeah. going to work with these individuals. And I think that the branding and the presentation and all of that. So uh, it's definitely exciting to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was one of the best investments I made. It was perfect timing and everything. So everything just came in an alignment. So yeah, I'm super excited, you know, to continue to help more entrepreneurs and, um, you know, just grow and just educate the community. That's that's something I strive on. And um, I'm really big on, like a lot of people are like, why do you do so many free classes and free trainings and blah, 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 <laughs> give away so much? And I'm like, child, that's nothing. <laughs> you know, and so I get a lot of people because of my free content. So it's doing something. And even if you don't sign up, you can, you know, get some results and accomplish something. Like I had somebody DM me and was like, oh, thanks for that tip about the Shell um, fleet card. Like I got approved last night. And that was just from a reel I did. Like I didn't help them, you know, specifically individually, but he was able to get approved just from my content. So that means a lot. So that's why I do it because you can still, 
get results, you know, and still see a difference in your business from my free content. And so if you got a little bit of sauce from the free, imagine if you work with me, right? So, you know, um, oh man, you know, and that, that's I'm how people are. That's that's people watch. They watch what you. Some people, what they do, they they they're in the background. Mm. They they're watching what you're doing, thinking they're like, okay, all right, I'm a, I'm gonna put a tab on them and, and 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 keep my eyes on them for the next couple of months, because that's how they naturally think. And when I when I'm doing campaigns for people, one of the campaigns is to retarget anybody who's been to your Instagram page within either 365 days. 180 days, 90 days, and you see the power of being like, okay, let's do a year long run. And be like, yo, I've, I've been watching you, I've been tapped in, da, 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 and I saw you. And it's like, yeah, because at the end of the day, people want to know, like, are you who you say you are? all the time i'm like oh what made you sign up or how did you find me oh girl i've been on your email list for three years <laughs> yes. yep. but see that's why you have to continue to nurture these people and talk to them and educate them because if i didn't then on the first go that you know i would have lost contact and would have never got that client so it's so important to continue to be who you are and continue to be consistent continue to show up and continue to educate and, and give them those those nuggets because you know you're learning from me over a year all right she gotta know what she's talking about i mean gotta she know talked something. for a year about the same thing she gotta know what she's talking about. Oh, so I man. Get all the time. I get that all the time. They be like, oh, I've been following you from your old page to your new page and I'm in your Facebook group and, you know, you go live all the time and, you know, I heard your story about this and, and that's how it works, you know? Touch but, points. You know, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta touch points. Yeah. I tell people a washing machine. Imagine like a washing machine and you put something inside. It's constantly, it's in the sauce. Constantly, mm -hmm. constantly. So it, it, it's dope. And I think that's the, the digital marketing, social media, branding, all. It's still scratching the surface. We ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. And, you know, I'm new to it. I'm not new to it, but like that's not my lane. But for me not to be in that lane and still be able to accomplish what I've accomplished is huge because, you know, I'm just going back to my coach. Tell me to do something. I just do it. OK, you said you do. OK, I'm, I'm going to run this play. <laughs> I'm going to run this play. Right. And, and it works. That's it. It just works. And so, and that's what I like my clients to do as well. I try to mimic what I want my clients to do with me. So if my coach is like, Hey, this is what you need to do to get to the next level. You need to go run this webinar. You need to go, you know, set it up this way and have your email sequence. And then, okay. 24 hours is done. Wow. Wasn't it? Right? And so I try to be the best student so that I can attract the best students. If mm. that makes sense. You know what I mean? So, you know, my coach sends me an invoice, pay, right? So when I send an invoice, what do my clients do? Pay, right? So I try to be who I want to attract in my community as my clients, as my students, as in my community, right? People who listen, who people take direction, who people, you know, take action and really want that success, really want those results, really want their business to do well, right? I want my business to do well. I want your business to do well, but I can't want it more than you. Mm. You know. Oof. Yeah. You nailed the nail on the head. Mm. You can't that's the truth. And people can feel it. They can feed off of that. They know. They like, nah, this person ain't they they don't have that drive or they looking to me to be the driver of what they should mm -hmm. be doing when it should be the other way around. 
Yeah, we got to have equal passion. Like, I, I want to see your business do well, and I want to see you get to the next level so you can be a great testimonial, but I can't want it more than you, you know, or it's just not going to work. So, yeah, you know, you know, that's Big how you attract what you want to work with. So. Okay, so, you know, any last words to the people, you know, to the entrepreneurs that are listening, the you know, people tuning in? Yeah, um, I would say, you know, protect your credit just like you would protect anything else that you love because it's going to take you to the next level. It's going to improve your quality of life and, um, you know, definitely learn as much as you can. Knowledge is power, but it's nothing without implementation. So I, I and money and success follows fast action. Mm. Like it truly, truly does. So if you're contemplating about fixing your personal credit, getting into business credit, building your business credit so you can fund and grow your business, you want to take fast action because that's where the results and the success comes from. So no hesitating on, is it for you? This is what these big corporations are doing, right? So we want the thing for you. So protect your credit, make it a goal, make it a priority in your life if it's not at an excellent state right now because you have the power to change it. You do. So, you know, get into a program, get into a course, you know, hire someone if you have to, but make it a priority. Like there's so many people who missed out on benefits during the pandemic because they have poor credit. You know, so many people got denied for the SBA loan because of their poor credit. They checked it mm. and a lot of people didn't know that they were going to. Right. So you missed out. Right. So protect your credit build your credit, build business credit, and just watch your business, you know, be successful so that you can create, you know, for your generations to come. So hopefully this, this helped you in some way, shape or form. And I'd love to educate you guys more. So thanks for tuning in. Awesome. And now to those that are interested, the entrepreneurs that are listening to the people that are saying, you know, I, I, I want to go ahead and I need to plug in. I need to tap in. What's the best way for them to, to reach out to you? You know, is there a masterclass or a course or a, a membership that they should join first? What like, Absolutely. yeah, give somebody the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a lot of goodies for y'all. So you can <laughs> find me on Instagram at I am Stephanie Lawrence. Okay. There we have a free guide. You can download that guide that will walk you through the process of building business credit. We have a masterclass of how to obtain up to a hundred K in business credit without a personal guarantee. You can watch that and get a breakdown of my system, which is the funding for freedom formula that I use with my clients. Then I also have a Facebook group, which is the credit to cash movement for entrepreneurs where I teach credit all day, well, all week, every day, every all the time. <laughs> so um, my Facebook group, Credits to Cash Movement for Entrepreneurs, is great. And then I offer a free checklist. If you text the number 240-334-7670, you can get that free checklist. And then my course, The Money Vault. Okay, guys, so if you want to learn everything about building business credit, all the way from the basics all the way up into how to purchase a vehicle in your business name without a personal guarantee, how to make passive income with it on Turo or hire car, how to purchase commercial property in your business name, how to even leverage your personal credit and build business credit. Everything is in there. You can tap into my course, The Money Vault, and it is in the link in my bio on Instagram at I am Stephanie Lawrence. Okay. So yeah. Those are all the resources I got. And then once you get on the email list, there's even more educational tips there. So yeah, tap into the community and, and, and get this work. 
powerful. Y'all heard it straight from Stephanie herself. Yo, if you in, don't be the person on the fence talking about, you know what? I'm uh-uh. Don't cuz you're going to miss out and you're going to be like, "Man, I could have would have should have uh-uh." Yeah. So tap Six in. Now you could be popping. So you got to start today. <laughs> start today. Start today cuz knowledge is the uh best time to plant a tree was 20 years. The second best time is right now. So don't wait, do not delay. Of course, you know, I'm gonna leave all the links. So guys, tap in, tap in, tap in. This this is this is gems right here. And you can hear that she said over 14 years too as well. So that's not no Johnny Two Shoes popped up overnight, read an ebook, nah, I'm kicking it and flipping it. Um so my masterminders, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Tap in, keep grinding. Keep striving. I'm going to chop it up with Stephanie for a little bit, but I'm going to kick y'all out of here. Uh, until next time, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.